Hello, welcome to the In A Good Way podcast. I'm your host, Pratik, and I'm here with my co-host, Jacob. And we have some two very special guests here today. We have Madison and Jenny. Hi, guys. Hi. So today we have some very interesting topics, um, and our first topic is perhaps the thing that's most popular right now. And divisive. Yes. And I know some of you guys are very popular on social media, so we're going to be talking about that. And it is, of TikTok. course, TikTok. TikTok. So, I think the first question I want to ask you guys is, what does it say about our society that a video that, <laughs> I know, I'm going to jump right in, <laughs> that a video that, that a video sharing app um, is something that, you know, so silly and people waste pointless. a lot of time on, supposedly. Not pointless. We'll get well, into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> but what does it say about society? Okay, so I think that it just shows how technology is improving our daily lives and changing you know the way that our next gen um and teenagers like view the world and they can document it through these amazing videos so that's very optimistic yeah Um, that's a little biased go ahead well i believe that this shows that our society has actually downgraded (laughs) wow um we are trying to live our lives through the screen so we're trying to find fulfillment by watching other people do things that are not quite intellectual, showing that um, over time society is going to start, it's going to start changing our societal values. So if we start, because we're already almost like praising people who stand in front of a phone screen and lip sync and dance, that kind Some of, of shows sing, but okay. that shows that um, it's like it's um, a step away from what is traditionally considered to be successful, like what is considered successful in society. I mean, but I mean, TikTok is available in 155 countries, which like. Just can I get a round of applause? Wait, how many other apps are available? Okay, just <laughs> like every app. <laughs> no, but it's just connecting like our youngsters with like different adults. You know, here's my opinion. Okay, um, I kind of like the middle ground here. I do agree with um, like Jenny on the fact that it's yes. I think it does say a lot about society in a bad way. That um, hey, we are living our um. <laughs> Bias, middle ground. Well, no, I'll get to that in a second. But basically, we're living um, like our life on the screen and for the screen. That's really the oh. hard part. It's for the screen. It's not for ourselves, and um, we're really doing it for the satisfaction of others. Do you think it's fake? Some people play. I out think of it mind? is fake, but at the same Ooh. time, what's the positive aspect of it is that I don't think we are right to criticize the next generation because that's the same thing mm. our previous generations did to us, right? So. Maybe we need to accept it. Maybe we need to accept a change and be like, hey, yes, maybe people are living for the screens, but at the same time, how do we make them still, you know, just slow down, think, hey, this is who we are. Like, right now, we're just four people sitting in, like, Jacob's house recording a podcast. That's like, you know, like, disconnect to reconnect or, like, hang up and hang out. We're all connected. I don't have any social medias. Actually, I do, but, like, I don't use any. Hey, drop your handles right now. (laughs) Self-promo. Shameless. I'm do it. Gonna... <laughs> What's your at? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really have social media, so like I don't have Instagram. I won't use it. Um, I have Snapchat, but that's only because Jacob forced me to post the podcast. That's not true. But either, either you way, you willingly do that. Okay, I willingly do that. But still, um, I think that 
the best way to really connect with people is in person yeah or with a small group of people and i think the thing with tiktok is like every social media it can be good if used the right way but most people like a lot of people just only use that and you're not getting that time back if you just spend four hours it's actually watching 52 people. an average of 52 per day minutes Minutes. No, no, no. Hours. But yeah. Yeah, I think as long as it's not overused, it's not necessarily bad. But I think this brings us right into the U.S. investigation into TikTok right now and how they, I think, might censor anti-China viewpoints. Well, I think there's like it kind of goes back to um. Okay, so. <laughs> The reason for that is because, you know, there's like a, there's been some theories that, um, you know, TikTok is like kind of like, or like, it's kind of like using our data for China usage or something like that. But, um, you guys go okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it kind of goes back to that data privacy thing. Where is the fine line between regulation and, um, you know, keeping things up to the viewpoint of what society or the people want? I totally agree. Like, I mean, this doesn't have to relate to, like, TikTok, but, I mean, I truly believe that the government is, like, watching us through a screen. Wait, what was, that? what was the name of our NSA agent we tried to talk to? Uh, about John or Bob? Something like that. Tim? Tim, Tim. Oh, my goodness. Tim. No, like, I was on Hi, Instagram. Hi, oh, my gosh. I know what you're talking about. And, like, the every time you... that pop up. And, like, they'll listen to you. I swear. They're, like, watching us through our screens. Like, one time, I was talking to my friend about strawberry cream cheese. Philadelphia strawberry cream cheese, okay? And then, guess what? Five minutes later, it was on FaceTime, and five minutes later, I got an ad for Philadelphia's strawberry cream well, even cheese. The strawberry one. Okay, so That's here's my opinion. Oh, wait, I have an even weirder one. Ooh, so for my birthday, Madison gave me this like, what would Jesus do bracelet mm. that she had too, and I never like nothing on my phone ever about it. Okay, I don't even think we talked about it on FaceTime. It was just in person because it was a surprise gift. Then that day on Instagram, it popped up. It's crazy. They're actually watching us. Or, and listening to us. So I completely agree with you guys. I'm very um like hesitant about social media and like privacy issues. But at the same time, from a business standpoint, um like I've gone through some of the algorithms that like um, Google AdWords uses and like or Instagram uh, like ads. Fun. No, like so like promote stuff. Like what's like oh. advertisements? Um, like from a business standpoint. So um I think the whole point of that is you would be like once if you guys actually like break it down from the business standpoint, it is really scary how much data we can access. And like how much we can customize it um, to target certain groups of people. It's very helpful for business. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, very very unethical. We should use that to advertise this. (laughs) Gonna pass it. The thing that I think about it though is they already have all your information, anyways. Like, there's nothing you can do that's gonna stop them from getting the information. But it's about using it. Mm. Having and using it are two completely different things. So like, like, just because they have it doesn't mean they won't use it later. Yeah, but that's like the same thing, right? For example, like um, let's say I'm trying to promote something. That's the fine line I have to draw with, hey, I know I want to target this specific group of people. Like, for example, let's say 18 to 25-year-old males for like, let's say like some clothing, okay? <laughs> wait, <Let's> say, <laughs> wait a second. No, no. Okay, no. Let's, let's say like for some clothing. Let's say a clothing brand wants to, um, that's their target audience, right? Mm. So let's say they specifically open up the demographic and that's who they want. Yeah. And they can definitely do it. Like some, let's say someone searches up clothing they can search up those AdWords and, and advertise them. But at the same time, you have to be aware as a company, what's the moral, what's the ethical thing to do? Um, Jacob, so what do you think? I think 
It really just depends on how the data is used. I think as long as it's not invasive, in some ways it can be useful to get ads for things related, but I also think it's really concerning that you can be talking about something or look something up and then you immediately get an ad for it. That's so concerning. Yeah. Like, it makes me question, like... Life. The world as you <laughs> <Yes>. know it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, um, like you said, it is pretty... Um, helpful to businesses to be able to tar- like reach their target audience and it's very effective too I mean if I get an ad about this shirt that I've been wanting heck yeah I'm gonna go onto the website and look at it again <laughs> and like I think that um, it's even like concerning how Google is like taking our data and like put, like supposedly like selling it to other companies or something I've read about that too and like how everyone uses Google. And even if you don't have a Gmail, like you still email people with Gmails and then they access your like data through that, which is also... So the thing with Google and Facebook and all these um, technology companies is that I think the government and also like um, politicians or even like some corporate people, they don't acknowledge the fact that, they don't call it what it is, it's a monopoly. Like Google accounts for 98% of search traffic. And um, the other 2% are like either like, I think 1.4% per- is Bing and um, Bing still makes a lot of money surprisingly, like just off that 1.4%. And then Google has an entire monopoly. Like just pick any other industry. And like, for example, let's say like chips, right? Like, like let's say, oh, like, yeah, chips like chips, yeah. There is no other industry where that monopoly can exist unregulated. Well, do you think there's any other search engine that can compete with Google? No. Yeah. But I think that's part of the problem. It's like, okay. what, what I mean is, it's not necessarily in market shares. It's also just in quality of the search engine. Well, that's the thing. I don't though. know if there are any others that are as easy to use. So, for R&D to be actually like fully... used Bing images? Yeah, like for research and development to be like fully developed and um, like search engines to get to that level, they have to be given the opportunity. And they can't because Google, like whenever, like for example, like look at DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo oh, uses that. Yeah, DuckDuckGo is basically like something, a search engine that is based off privacy. So basically, they like they're like guarantee you that your data will become private. And but the reason they're not as popular is because there's that niche market still to break into a large uh, like a large market. Like for example, let's say with clothing, still you need to target a niche market or um, like a niche um, customer segment. So it just kind of goes back to the fact that you're not able to break into it because it's unregulated. And and I'm gonna transition to a little bit of lighter note here. Um, so at our school, we have a famous TikTok star, or at least I want to call him famous. His name happens to be um, Sahar Shasari, so go follow him. Yes. But um, <laughs> I want to kind of hear your guys' opinions on um, TikTok stars in like in high school or those people that basically just do it. Do they do it for the fame, or what did they do it for? Okay, so I um I don't personally know this girl, but she goes to a school in Louisville, which is really close, and she's friends with one of my best friends. And um, she has like 1.3 million followers on TikTok, so she's wow. she's wow. verified. Yeah. And she verified. she also makes YouTube videos. She's she has like a hun- over 100k on Instagram, and she made 75 thousand dollars this summer just making TikToks. Okay, that doesn't account for. Um, Instagram or YouTube or Twitter or anything else. She also like sings and she goes to those like um, video star um, conventions like VidCon and like that 
kind of thing, which is just crazy. I think that she says that she's really passionate about reaching her followers and she just loves connecting with people, which I, I truly do believe. But I think that there is like a threshold where like once you get that famous, that like part of it has to be for the fame. I don't know. Well, I no. think the issue with a lot of that, she's making that much for doing something that really doesn't, it might benefit people in some way with entertainment, but it doesn't hold a candle to what teachers and other professions do who often get paid less than that. I think that's an issue in the values our society has. Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, I def, I definitely think that even though people may say, especially famous people, they say that their main goal is to reach their audience and that they're passionate about it. Obviously, to get to that level of fame, you do have to be passionate about what you do because people can tell if you're genuine or not. But whenever people start out doing something like TikTok, anything on social media, especially because of how it's not a secret now that you make a lot of money being a social media influencer, that everyone hopes that they'll make it big because that is an easy way to make income without having to go through the debt, the stress of college, having to worry about doing well in high school. That kind of takes out that whole um, competitive aspect that people are scared of, that if you take the traditional route to success. I I think this kind of relates to um, the, the topic we had last week, which was mental health. Um, mm. So, it, it's for example, like it's, it all goes back to that California culture, right? Um, you want to move to California, you want to make it in Hollywood. There's a bunch of people that want to do that. But in reality, it's only a small amount of people that do that, and the rest of people just spread it over like service industries. So, or um, move to California and don't do anything yeah. productive. But um, and at, when doing so, they neglect their mental health. So with fame and money, it's uh, I think fame especially there brings like a certain amount of pressure to satisfy other people instead of focusing on yourself. And I think that's something that's huge, like that society really needs import uh, focus on. And it's something that's really being um, that's taken seriously by all sides of the political spectrum, whether you're left, right, moderate, or whatever you want to say. Um, and I think that's something that we, like, as, like, this generation and, like, new generations, next generations, um, we need to focus more on. Even though we have to acknowledge the fact that, hey, we are becoming more um, centered towards what people think, just take care of our mental health. The next kind of segment we want to talk about uh, is, I think, the perfect transition into our morality discussion segment. And um, today we're going to be talking about personality tests and their effects um, and accuracy on people. So what do you guys think? Well, <clears throat> when I was, so I had an internship this summer at um, a company called Ericsson, and it was really great, and my boss, actually, shout out to James McCombs, okay, anyways, um, he made me take, like, four different personality tests, and I thought it was, like, kind of insane how, like, they were trying to assess my personality, and I didn't really think it meant, like, that much, but then I took these personality tests, and I got, like, I took the Myers-Briggs test, and I, like, um, found out not that it was a surprise, but I'm an extrovert. And he kind of, my boss talked to me and he told me that they actually use these personality tests to help see how they can um, kind of cultivate like a more collaborative culture at um, like in the workplace because he has to pair people up to do certain projects. And also he needs to know what kind of role they can play in the company so that like if they want to talk with stakeholders or um, you know, go out internationally and talk to other people in other parts of the, the country and around the world, too. So I think they actually play a really big role in... Because even some people, like, hire, like, others based off of personality tests just to help see, like, 
if you would work well with some people and like really just who you are I think it's a good um assessment of who you are yeah so I've never I never actually thought about like how personality tests relate in the real world essentially um I've taken the Myers-Briggs test probably about like five times in my life which is actually a lot and every single time I got a different answer which is really weird but I feel like that also shows that as we mature especially at like this like adolescent stage your personality is changing you're trying to find yourself and that's what kind of explained why I got different answers but then the way that I realized that this actually applies to real life is when I actually talked to Madison about it because um she was able to guess my personality based off of the letters that they gave in Myers-Briggs and like the most interesting part about it was that so Madison is an ENFP T. Yeah. And it turns out that I'm an INFPT. So yeah. literally the only thing different about us is that she's an extrovert and I'm an introvert. And it's like it's like interesting because everything else about us is so similar. And for that reason, we're able to get along and we mesh really well. Aww. We complement each other. Yeah. And that I feel like that really shows how personalities really affect things. And like also one of our close friends is also an ENFP A. Yeah. So and we all get along super well because we all have similar personalities and we all have similar values yeah. of what you're supposed to more how you're supposed to morally act around people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that if people know how to answer them and know enough about themselves, they can be really accurate, like what you two are saying. Mm-hmm. But I know when I took the one that y'all made me take, there were some ones where I didn't know exactly what to put yeah. or, or what would be accurate. Though I think the end assessment was mostly accurate like there were some confusing questions where i was like wait do i i didn't quite know yeah um i would kind of agree with all of you guys um that it can be accurate to an extent and mm-hmm. um i kind of want to go back to the um whole thing about like it's um trying to foster a collaborative environment mm-hmm. in this uh like this decade or like um in like the upcoming se- decade of where people or like startups really want to foster that collaborative environment and big companies are really starting to get away from cubicles and you know becoming a more um, open uh, environment you really want people to work together well because for example look at like artificial intelligence right that's like robots and like hard skills becoming automated so what you really have to rely on from a human standpoint is soft skills that's their ability to communicate and innovate and that's something that robots can never do but that's something that only we can do um, my TOK book, that our <laughs> book club book from a long time ago, I read that orange book. I don't remember what it's called. I never knew what it was called. Something about the right mind. Yeah, right? but that's similar to what you were saying. Um, especially in these more developed countries where we need to turn to a more narrative way of life. We need to start, especially in work, you need to, like in the service industry and in, like um, factories even. And especially... Um, thing, one thing that stood out to me was there's this new movement called narrative medicine. So essentially, this is because robots are taking over for health professions even because robots can give more accurate diagnosis, diagnoses and can even perform surgeries now. There has to be a way for humans to still compete with robots. And the only way that we can compete with robots is emotion. So narrative medicine is essentially where doctors don't just like ask a patient like what's going on in the physical they actually also incorporate emotion and try to get to know that patient on a personal level because that provides this type of 
um, assurance to a patient that a robot never could. Yeah, um, and uh, I think the one thing I kind of want to add on to that that um, is whatever results you get on your personality test, don't change who you are as a person. Yeah, there's oh, no, so there's no wrong personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I really like, I think that's, um, everyone really wants to be like, uh, everyone wants to fit in, right? It's about like the conformity, yeah. but, um, you really just Consensus have to be your own. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to um, T.O.K. Shout out to Miss Sewell, my homegirl. But a little bit more serious note, um, yeah, just don't be afraid of who you are. And like, let's say if someone doesn't like you for what your personality test Screw says. them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, there is always going to be someone out there, like, for people. Like, we're all made to, we're made, if you were only supposed to be, like, alone all the time, then there wouldn't be, like, humans in this world. You would just be on your own little planet. So we're made to collaborate. A flat planet. A flat planet. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Your own little flat planet. Or oval. Actually, not oval. Um, Maybe, like, a square. Would that be cool? No, just a square. No. <laughs> just a two-dimensional. Yeah. Is your life 2D? That gets like that can be like very deep or like very not deep. So I don't know. I feel like everyone's life is 3D. And like this oh, way, okay. Mine's 7D. This is what I mean by that. Like there's always like multiple sides you show to people. And like you, you guys get what I mean, right? I have multiple personalities. Exactly. Wait, that, is that good? No, I think it's just part of who you are. Does everyone? Yes. I think... Oh, yeah! <gasps> but wow. as long as none of us are like James McAvoy and Split. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like okay. none of you have seen that. No, that actually no, ties perfectly together with the personality test because you could even go so far to say that the personality test could only assess like one of your like many personalities because you are... It's like it's a known fact that you don't act the same around everyone yes. no matter like even if you try to yeah. and like I think that it's important to like remember that who you are like like in a personality test doesn't define you as you said. Yeah, and it really just depends where you are, who you're with, all that stuff, yeah. what you feel comfortable doing and how you're going to act. Oh. Chick, you going to cry? Um yeah, so um I'm not going to cry, but um, uh, I think that transitions us to our next topic, um, which is, um, it's going to be brought on purpose. It's just love, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the least um, sympath- sympathetic way I could say it, but um, yeah. So, the first question we have is, what qualifies as dating? Pratik's been wanting to learn this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. The truth comes out. But seriously, what do you guys think? Okay, so I guess there's, like, so many different aspects about dating, I think. Especially, like, you have to consider, like, how... First of all, like, you have to consider age. Like, how old are you? What, Pratina? No, no, keep going. No. <laughs> okay. Um, you have to consider age because, like, you know, different maturity levels that really factors into what you do consider dating. And also, so I think that... For me, dating is when you discuss it with your significant other and you've kind of talked about your feelings and you come to a conclusion that, yeah, you do want people to know that you are but companions. What's the difference between like that? Like, for example, let's say I have a best friend that's a girl or a guy. 
<laughs> either way, but either way, Jacob? let's say, let's say <laughs> but let's say what's the, what's the line? How do you know if like that's dating versus you know you're just having like a best friend? Well, if you have feelings for your best friend, then you're prob probably and your best friend has feelings for you back, then you probably you know Wait. like each other and <laughs> then. You could talk about it, and then you would be dating. Pratik, are you asking if how you know the nature of your relationship to that person, or how you know if that person likes you back? The first one. Okay. Wait, I just wait, wanted wait. to clarify. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify what it's you wanted really, to learn. It's really, like, up to, like, the two of you. Like, it really comes down to that, because dating for one, like, okay. couple could be dating for another oh, couple. Because, like, first... <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, Sorry, keep going. My bad. No, no, no. Um, because I was just saying, like, dating for one couple could be like actually going on dates, but for someone else, like, it could be like Holding just public <laughs> or publicly, um, just um, declaring that you are together. But just like I... in the random street, like in the middle of the street, just declare we're dating. <laughs> okay, please cut that out. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, we're keeping that in. Keep going, oh cut there. But. You know, I even think that you don't have to be, like, you don't have to publicly declare it for you to be dating. Like, it could just be, like, a low-key low kind of thing. Yeah, okay, I think next. Uh, Jacob, what do you think on this, like, topic? What do you think qualifies as dating? What, what do I think? Yeah. I want to ask what do you think, but I'll actually answer this. Um, I think that's... It really okay. So there are two ways to look at this. Um, like again, with going back to like the best friend thing, it really just de depends on determining if you have feelings for that person. Well, yeah, and, and I think it depends on like just how you two like talk and the level of conversation, like what you talk about, and whether you important. trust them. Yeah, trust is really important. Yeah. What do you think, Jenny? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I had something, but then I forgot. Well, um, what do you think are the most important qualities to, like, um, that matter the most, like, when you're dating someone? Well, definitely, it's, it has to be, I feel like the most important thing, the first thing, is that y'all need to instantly click. It might not necessarily be in the romantic sense, but just, like, when you're with that person, you know that you'll feel comfortable. Like, even, let's say, like, if you're, like, not in a creepy way, but, like, if y'all are, like, driving down a road, it's just the two of you. Like, you know that, like, you could... She's getting flashbacks. Like, you could just keep up a conversation with them without having to, like, try to find what yeah. to talk about. And even when you don't talk, it's, like, this comfortable silence. Because <clears throat> for some people, you just don't click. And if you don't click with that person, you shouldn't try to make it work. Because... That's gonna end up in a failed relationship. Yikes. Yeah, don't force it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people do that a lot and it doesn't end up well. Yeah. This is going like kind of off topic, but what do you guys consider as like a toxic relationship? Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay, that wasn't bad. Ridiculous <laughs> worry. I um, mean I'll just answer my own question. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I think that like when people start like bringing up the same arguments every single day it's time to just cut it off you know because yes right like when they pick at something and like or when you guys just aren't on the same page like you're like together for the wrong reason but only what happens repeatedly in my opinion i think yeah, yeah. it always well, happens I think like... there's some level of argument that's always going to happen but as mm -hmm. long as you're able to settle it rationally 
That's always good. Yeah. But if it keeps happening over and over again, that might be a sign. Well, especially that it's if there's toxic. like one thing that bugs either of you. You know that's never that you know is never going to go away. There's not a way to work around that in most cases. Yeah. I think the most toxic thing that you could have in any relationship is when someone purposely is not communicative. If they try to purposely hide their emotions because they're unsure of something or they just want to, like, hold on to see what happens, Mm. that's really toxic because you need to, you can't just, that's selfish. Because you can't just consider yourself, you need to consider the other person in that situation. If they're in the dark and they're blind about everything, they can't figure out their own feelings. And that just kind of spirals into this even more toxic thing. Yeah, um, Jacob, what do you think? Already answered that. I think it's really, I think transparency is really important. And I think that there should definitely be an open, like, if someone feels differently about something in a relationship, I think they should feel free to say that. And not just feel, maybe I don't like this person as much. You should definitely voice that and tell them, like, why you might feel different, what's wrong, and let them know that. Because otherwise, why stay in a relationship if one person doesn't enjoy it? What's the point? Like, I I definitely don't agree with when people keep a relationship because they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. I think that's a waste of both people's time. Yeah, I agree. But I think there are multiple sides to each story. So it's just, again, going back to the communication thing, like, you have to be able to sit down with an open mind and just being able to understand where the other person is coming from. Let's say they're not being communicative. Let's say, um, but uh, if if there's a valid reason for that, then maybe you guys can work it out. But um, either way, just be able to communicate with them openly. Yeah, but I also feel like that comes with a certain level of trust. So there is is no room for transparency if there is no trust. If you can't, if you can't feel comfortable enough to tell someone how you genuinely feel, then obviously that's going to lead to issues. Because if you can't trust them, you can't trust yourself to know your own emotions, then you shouldn't even be in a relationship in the first place, or you shouldn't even try to start anything in the first place. Because that becomes a personal issue. Yeah, you gotta be the best, you gotta be, I think there's kind of goes back to you gotta love yourself before you. Well, yeah, you love gotta, someone else. You also gotta yeah. know yourself before you try to know someone else. Shout yeah. out to Dr. Know Vis- thyself. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Bissett's love quiz. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Pratik didn't take that, though. Um, mm. Would you like to take it now in front of all of us? No. Okay. <laughs> no, well, we can actually <laughs> talk about that, though, because that's, like, I think it's very valid. Because, yeah. like, which, especially what she mentioned about how, like, freshmen, like, one of the top four things they would pick for, like, ideal partner is attractiveness. But if you take a 24-year-old... <laughs> feeling guilty. No, no, no. No, I'm just thinking of someone else that... Um, Ooh, I'm not going to expose someone in them. mind? No, I'm not going to expose them. I'm just thinking of someone I could expose, but I'm not going to. Okay, one of the most important things that a 24-year-old would say is good health. So it's like, it, it depends on, like, how mature you are. Like, what Madison was saying earlier about how, like, a determining factor in a relationship is age. It's not necessarily age, but your level of maturity. Because... I feel like as a freshman or even all the way up to senior year, it's really hard for you to look at the future. You can't really see the long term very well just because you hasn't you haven't had that life experience yet. So yeah. Oh no. I was just gonna say that like someone okay, <laughs> someone really wise told me that um no, I'm just kidding. It was on I found it on Twitter. <laughs> Which is what maybe someone wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I, <laughs> 
that um, if you're not dating for marriage, you're dating for heartbreak. Oh, I saw that tweet. Ooh. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh I feel my like god. My priest said that. Don't worry. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe some priests are. Um, maybe some Pope priests get, some priests get married. No, I think he said it in the homily. Maybe they still get some good. What's love a homily? Advice. It's like a sermon. Ah. Yeah. Then why is it called a? It's like a Catholic sermon. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> See, you guys learn something new every day. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, yeah, because I really just agree with that statement. Like, I think that if you're not dating for the long term, then like, I don't know. This is just all personal. Like, this is what I think personally from. I don't want to say... Yeah, from experience, you know? Okay. Okay. Keep going. No, <laughs> no keep going. No. Um, just, like, I think that it's not worth it to, like, just, um, like, I guess mess around because you're... <laughs> keep going. This is weird. Yeah, that we should all just... Um, really, we... Two... Partners need to have the same goal in mind, or else it wouldn't work out. Yes, I so agree with that. I hope that I can like find someone that would have the same goal as me. I actually partially disagree, not like completely disagree, but um, keep going. Sorry, I have I I believe that for you don't necessarily for every relationship have to go into it thinking about marriage. Because how are you going to know that that person's the one unless you've dated ones who aren't the one? That is, that is so deep. That can be like an well, Instagram quote. Not Twitter. Over Twitter. Because like my mom always tells me this. Because like I remember before like she, she like really wanted me to date in high school for some weird reason. But I was like not down with that because I had this mindset that I need to, once the first person I date is going to be the one. And I don't have that mindset anymore. Because I realized, my mom told me, she was like, think about it. You don't know what you want in a man until you find a man who is not what you want. Because Ooh. it's like that parallel. When you find mm -hmm. someone you don't like, when you find something about someone that you can't stand, you're not going to really know what you can't stand until you're in that situation. Mm -hmm. Preach it, sister. Yeah. yeah. I agree with more with Jenny on this because it is... It's important to know what you the objective of dating, but you're not going to realistically date people in high school if your objective is to get married to that person. And you don't want to overcommit to any relationship because that's if you're not thinking if you're thinking that and someone else isn't, then that's just confusing for both of you. That goes back to what I was saying about like what is dating though, you know? Like you could just be like you don't have to necessarily be dating and you can just get to know each other and then if you guys are thinking the same thing then you could go into a relationship i don't know but that also goes back to the communication because <sighs> when you're in that talking stage there is a lot of <laughs> <laughs> okay so um... <laughs> okay so that also goes back to that idea of communication <laughs> bro i'm trying to start over for them <laughs> because you freaking hit your head on the it's going to be the most cuts we've ever had to make. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, this also goes back to the thing I was mentioning about communication. Especially when you're in that phase where you're unsure about what things what things are happening yet and you haven't talked about it. Like, that's our problem, honestly. Especially in high school. When we're not mature enough to be able to handle adult conversations. That's probably not the best time to try to be in a relationship 
Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, I think, actually, no, I agree with both of you to an extent. I think you guys have to just be, um, have the same goal in mind. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be, you know, like um, one specific goal. It can just be different goals as long as you guys are on the same page. I think there are merits when you don't quite know what you want to spending time with somebody and trying Ooh. to figure out what you like in that person that you might like in someone else later or see merits of that relationship and weigh it. I think there are merits to that at a younger age, but as you get older, you really do need to start thinking about things like merit. Yeah, I scratch all I that. Ag- I agree with Jacob. I agree with you to an extent, too, because, like, it's really important to get to know someone, but, like, the reason I think that I put a lot more, like, importance and stress on the word, like, dating, I, th- I take it, I think, way more seriously than a lot of other people would, because, um... When you put, like, a label such as dating on yourself or, like, a relationship in general, um, it draws, like, this emotional attachment between two people, which, if that, like, goes bad, could lead in heartbreak, which is, like, not very fun. So I guess that you just have to trust the other person and just really assess, like, what's good for the both of you, you know? This is why I believe that in any relationship, not even just romantically, like in any friendship, when you're meeting a new person, when you're trying to get to know a person better, you need to learn how to guard your heart. You Mm -hmm. can't get overly attached to someone or get overly emotional about someone because that person could hurt you. You don't know about that person yet. I'm a little bit more pessimistic than Madison as I'm not as trusting <laughs> of I people. I trust literally everyone. Yeah, she trusts people a little bit too much, and I don't trust people enough. Hey, wait, don't use it against me, though. Oh, God. No, I agree with Jenny. I'm um, actually completely, like, um, I'm, like, I find it very hard to, like, trust a lot of people. I don't I don't trust a lot of people. I like, trust very few. Do you but, trust Jacob? Um, <laughs> think about that. That is so hurtful. No, no, I, I trust, I try, okay, here's the thing. Like, Am I breaking oh, up a friendship so right now? No, I think, like, you trust people, but there's certain things that you just won't bring up. Like, yeah. I trust Jacob, but at the same time, certain things just don't come up in our conversations. It's that's not, true. like, something that's, like, either one of our faults. It's just, you, do, you don't talk about it. And it's not, it's just naturally. What's something you don't talk about? Well, then he'd be talking about it if he answered no. that question. <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah, it's not like anything specific. It's just yeah. you know, like Which right now, like you're like not gonna your about thoughts, it. right? Your inner yeah. thoughts. I got you. Yeah, but I feel like um, what you know that that person. I know we're talking about like the one and versus not the one, but you know that that person is the one when over time you build a relationship and you build enough trust that you can talk to that person about everything. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think I want. I think that kind of transitions into. Um, the bro code versus the girl code, <laughs> and that's gonna be a little bit more lighthearted. So, um, like, I'm gonna throw out a random situation here, okay? Let's say, um, your friend, um, had a girlfriend and they recently broke up. Is it okay for you to date that person? That ex? I wouldn't date my friend's girlfriend. Boyfriend in your scenario, we don't judge, it's 2019, you respect everything. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> Oh goodness! What we're okay. Look, in the Good Away podcast is all about being woke. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. More. Let's let's keep going to answer. Did you question. know whenever someone says woke, I think of an egg yolk because they rhyme. In a weird way, maybe that is what woke means. That could go in the mal rap. Oh God! Egg okay, yolk. keep going. Do y'all want to hear a mal rap? No. Ni hao mal, ni bujadao, wo shi, cheng shek. 
It's gonna be the You're new- gonna get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Hey, gonna- we need to put that in. This is gonna be the In a Good Way podcast. I'm <laughs> like, this is gonna be part of the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> the the Mal rap? Yeah, it's gonna be the theme song. No, <laughs> we have to turn that into Fisher first. <laughs> After you guys turn it in, we'll, we'll use that. Yeah. But yeah, um, again, as so, so gender neutral. Now it's a boyfriend or a gender neutral friend. Gender neutral <laughs> okay, friend. Gender so neutral friend. If I had a friend, gender who neutral, gender neutral. Some- some guy gender neutral and, person <laughs> okay some gender neutral person and i was interested in them i feel like the first thing i would do would be to really just think about how much it means to me like assess do i like this person enough to like start something you know because it, i already told you it means a lot to me when i like i have to like think about things for the future and stuff so if i did then i would probably talk to my friend and be like hey i know like you guys went through something and like if like it's too much then i would back off completely and obviously i would give it time like i feel like even if it was like if it just happened a week ago then i would not bring it up till at least like a month or two after yeah i agree i feel like every relationship that may come out of in a sense breaking girl code or breaking boy code what is it bro code code. breaking bro code (laughs) (laughs) is not a good one that in itself is a toxic relationship because you're betraying someone else's trust to be in that relationship and that kind of shows what kind of people y'all are it shows where your moral Mm. values stand and they might not necessarily be good moral values so why would you obviously i believe that you find the right person at the right time oh yeah and it's not the right time if you're dating your friend's ex yeah i think it also depends on the circumstances of how they broke up i think that's definitely important in this situation yeah sometimes people do end up in um sometimes it's amicable yeah very rarely though but still yeah i think that like um, I actually agree with what Jenny said about how, um, like, it could kind of lead to, like, a toxic relationship because it would also make your, fr- like, there would definitely be some, like... A drift between your friends. Yeah. Even like, if it it's would, amicable. Yeah, like, yeah. there's something, like, I, if it was me, like, flip it. If it was the opposite way around and I was the one that dated someone and then my friend dated my ex, like, I would be, like... I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't hold, like, no hard feelings or anything, but, like, I would still kind of be, like, uh, upset and unsettled with her or him yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't think you would ever <laughs> tell her that or tell him or her that, yeah. um, because, you know, you want your friend to be happy, but at the same yeah. time, inside, you would probably not appreciate that. And I also feel like from that friend's perspective, too, if they're the ones that are getting into the relationship with your ex, there's always going, no matter how much they might try to push that down, there's always going to be guilt. Yeah. in both parties Ooh. that are in that and that could eventually lead to more tension and what's to say that that person's not going to do it again if you break up with that person why don't they get your other friend you know so it's just this endless vicious cycle which is why it's so toxic and that's like, why i don't think any of them are good yeah um and i think that kind of transitions our, uh, us into the absurd references segment um and uh, which is also about dating which is also about dating <laughs> which is also about dating and it's um what is the best way to ask someone and what's your ideal first date Ooh. it's mostly so people can know how to ask for no. No, 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 okay, not the reason, not the reason uh, yes. i think that 
for someone, the best way to ask someone out. Hmm. Well, obviously, okay, I think that you definitely need to go on dates before you, like, ask someone out. So I guess I'll start with my ideal first date. Um... Okay, I'm, like, obsessed with the arcade. I don't know. I've always thought that it would be an awesome first date to just go and, like, something competitive. That's a real throwback. Yeah, you know? I like movies and all, but, like, you can't really talk. I want to, like, get to know this gender-neutral person, you know? (laughs) And and I think that, like, dinner would be awesome. Like, somewhere kind of casual, but, like, not too casual. So, no, like, fast food, but, like, you know, a nice, like, sit-down place that's not too expensive. Then you can hit the arcade up, and then maybe end with some, like, dessert, and then drop them home. And then, like, after a couple times, then, like, you could... I think the best way is just to be direct. Like, don't beat around the bush, because, like, if you know that y'all have, like, feelings for each other, then just go for it if you're ready, you know? For me, I think... Okay, I love, like, roller coasters and stuff. So my (laughs) ideal first date would... My ideal first date would definitely be at, like an amusement park or like six flags because that's super dope and roller coasters are fun and that's honestly a really good way to get to know someone because you experience fear together like that fear factor and that excitement together and that um automatically makes people become closer and then also when you're like waiting like two hours for something you can like talk and get to know each other Ooh, i never thought of that and then also after that i would want to get dumplings because dumplings yeah. are my favorite food. Dim sum and dim sum. Yeah, dim sum and dim sum. And then, and we're just gonna keep it every time you said, "Let's cut that out." Oh yeah. my goodness. And then obviously oh, ending off the night with boba. Oh yes. Boba, that's the best thing. And the guy definitely that should drive. Very, like, sponsored. Oh my and gosh. the guy should pay. Okay, it's so important for a guy to be a good driver, though. Like hikey. No, it's not. It is for me. Are you a good driver, Pratik? Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Well, I think that's objective, though. I mean, like, people define good driver in different ways. I mean, that person could be nervous around you, so then that makes them drive worse. You know what's really great? When the guy, like, reverses, you know, but, like, puts, like, only does it with one arm. Yeah, and then he, like, does the other arm, like, on, around like, the back of the, the chair. Seat. The number one attractive quality, Pratik. You should practice. (laughs) You can practice on Jacob. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move fast. I know. Um, Pratik wanted me to answer this first because he said he had to think about his response. (laughs) So, I guess my ideal first date would be definitely not a movie. I don't don't like those because... Let me guess. Concert. Concert? Same time, it's hard to talk to somebody there, though. That kind of depends. If you know the person likes someone, you do. Maybe. But, honestly, I think just dinner. Nice. Probably Italian restaurant, because that, like, 90% of people like at least something at an Italian restaurant. Is that because you're Italian? Yeah, Yeah, I was about to ask. A little bit fatigued. But, you know, they... It's pretty good food. You can get something that's not going to be too messy. And just talk. I think that's always really good. And maybe if there's an area you could walk around afterwards, I think that's always great. Oh, but walks the... are so nice. I totally yeah, agree with Yeah, I do it completely, Jacob. Um, I think you're just trying to be uncreative for some. I, I am. <laughs> I'm completely honest. But I do love to, like, I, I'm a person that thinks better on my feet. Like, mm-hmm. I love to walk and talk. 
It's like a walk and talk thing. I don't know. It rhymes. Because it rhymes. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's something that um, I think like it's really easy to talk to someone that, and because you don't really think about what you're talking about. Um, and it's just, you know, just natural thoughts. Um, and yeah, um, I think on that note, we're going to transition into our Q&A. All right. Okay. But first, our dedications. Okay. So this podcast is dedicated to first and most importantly Harrison's, Harrison's Board Game Club. This is every Woo Friday. Harrison. Coffee cookies. He gave me half a coffee cookie at lunch today. I don't want a hot coffee. And I felt instantly more awake, more focused, and more like I was gonna say things I was gonna regret later. <laughs> okay. Um so the next uh dedication <laughs> is to Hardy's hair shake up. Um uh Hardy's has a... Um, uh, you know, Hari, we appreciate your hair. I'll just leave it at that. Um, do you guys want to dedicate to anyone? I I'll dedicate this podcast to um my woman, Doctor Bissett. You know, she really taught me how to think critically, and I think that really came in handy during this podcast. I want to dedicate this to Madison because I love her. Oh, you want to so date? Nice. No. Okay. <laughs> Can we cut that out, please? I feel like I really want to leave that in. <laughs> I want to leave that in too. You guys stink. Just so heartbreak and rejection. For questions, we're going to do something. I don't want to date anyone. <laughs> we're going to do something a little different for questions. Um, okay. Instead of having it from audience, we're going to just have um, you know us asking the guests and maybe like you know guys us asking each other questions. So okay. like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're doing the same thing that we've been doing. Yeah, except you guys are the ones hosting. Oh, yeah. you want oh, to you, ask you guys yeah. y'all questions? Yeah. Okay. Or ask each other, whatever. Oh, um, I know everything about Jenny, so okay. I really oh. want to know about Pratique. Oh, no. no. Okay, I, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> so oh, I have a good question to start off. Are you um, an alpha or a beta? Oh, my goodness. For, so for any, I'll give you some time to think. Okay. okay, so for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, so an alpha is like the more dominant one in the relationship. The pants it's, of the relationship. Oh, yes. You Wait, know? is this referring to like in like a dating relationship? Yes. Or like, yes. Okay, I'm, I don't know how to answer that. And like, so... Let's take, for example, like, the alpha and beta relationship between me and Jenny, okay? We're not dating, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a total, totally platonic, of course. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Um, Biss would be so proud. <laughs> stop. Okay, so Jenny is, I hate to admit it, but the alpha in the relationship. Because, you know, whenever you link arms with someone, tell my girls out there, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when you're walking down the hallway, oh, Jacob and Pratik know what we're talking about, too. Oh, Jacob's the alpha. <laughs> what? I'm going to disagree with that, okay? But Jacob is a beta. Anyways, anyways. No. Oh! <laughs> okay, okay. But anyways, um, she likes to make me go over her arm because she's actually the low-key. She is the alpha, so she alphas me into doing what she wants. And that's the end of the story. So what about you, Pratik? Um... I think okay. I'm gonna answer as friends first. I think like I'm a I'm a person who doesn't um who's not afraid to like voice my opinion. Why? Are you, it sounds like you're trying to like convince us or something. You know? No, no, no. He, he's trying to convince himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, he's no. trying to convince someone. I'm just trying oh. to say like look, I think there's different aspects to like being an alpha and a beta. It's not just like um a, yeah, it's not a binary binary answer. There's different elements to it, and um, a little half and half. It really depends on who you're with. Like again, if I'm comfortable, but like, I'm Jacob. alpha all the time. What about Jacob? I think like I'm 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 pretty comfortable with Jacob and like voicing like my opinion so that you're kind alpha. of stuff. That's not the same thing as alpha though, because no, but, Madison feels comfortable voicing her opinions with me. She just betas me into every little pigeonhole. But I think that's different. Like, 
And what, this, is, this sounds like a. <laughs> this sounds very grilling. Girly? Grilling. Oh, grilling. I was like, this is manly. Chauvinistic. If you use words like girly, you must be. Grilling, grilling. <laughs> grilling. Like, you know, like. Grilling. You know, like what you do with a steak. Yeah. Oh. Critiques the steak. I see So you guys cook. You know, that's a very, um, it's a beta sign. That's not a beta that's sign. Not, that's that's not, not a alpha sign. Actually, I'm, like, cooking is 10 out of 10. It's like 11 out of 10. You gotta know how to cook. And you have to be good at cooking, though. Oh, yes. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> and I don't beta cook. Sign. Um, but, yeah, what do you, what about Jacob? Um, what about you? <laughs> Jacob's a definitely a beta. I will speak for you. You just said I was an alpha, like, a minute ago. <laughs> Compared to critique. Well, <laughs> No, well, I disagree with that, but I think, again, it goes back to, like, how well you know me. I think, um, Paul. But I go ahead, Jacob. You need to... No, no, you no, can't no, what about you? Always try to be the dominant one in a conversation. You have to listen to other people sometimes. That's such a beta thing. I think say. sometimes no, that's the most, like, the best thing you can do. I think it depends Aren't on you who beta? you're talking to. Yeah. It's important. It's called being a balanced alpha. I think so. It's we'll a low-key alpha. You're low-key alpha. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, let's go to the next question because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. uncomfortable. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have the questions for us? I'll try to think. Yes. Um, how do you guys... Okay, so like now that we're uh, approaching you know, next semester and winter break and school's about to end, what do you think um, people should focus on more or less? So I think that especially since we're seniors, we should definitely... We're like starting to get our college... Um, Decision letters, they're coming out December 15th. Ooh, that was solid. Okay, anyways. So, like, I think that we should definitely, like, kind of gear down because we're in, like, the home stretch, you know, of this marathon that is high school. And I think that um, we just have a little bit more to go. And definitely going into finals, like, I want to be able to, like, refocus myself because I feel like senioritis has hit me pretty darn hard you know so we're gonna try to you know gear down and study up for finals and then next semester hopefully after I get into college um and figure out what's gonna happen with my life then I could um relax a little bit more what about you I feel like this year has definitely been about me trying to find myself and try to really root myself in what I believe for like and like what I stand by what my morals are and what my like standards for like everything is and I've definitely taken the focus off of school. Once we get to college, we need to refocus back at school because that's important, you know? We're starting again. But especially in senior year, like, although IB is really hard this year, one, I think what the best advice that, the best advice that, sorry, um, the best advice that my friends last year gave me who are in college now, so they varied from people who partied hard senior year and people who studied hard senior year. And all of them said you need to live up your senior year. Not like partying, but you need to really focus on the memories that you make with people. Like that sounds so cliche, but something that I always have to remind myself every time I bomb a test is that in 20 years, you're not gonna remember that like six you got on your SL calc test. You're going to remember the memories that you made with like your best friends or the new people that you met senior year or that crazy thing that you did at homecoming like that type of stuff podcasts you recorded the podcast i recorded yeah. with my best friends <laughs> and then okay i have one more question this is a really important one and um, there's also a continuation of one from last week which one is better the game of life or monopoly monopoly hands down what what do you 
It's Lip Game of Life, right? hands down, it's easily. Why? No is debate. It, like to your is it because it's the only way you can get so. married, Pratik? No. That was harsh, Pratik. That was very harsh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, Pratik. We're getting cut that time. We're getting cut for sure. Come on, Monopoly is so fun. Which one do you think is better, Jen? I don't know what Game of Life is, and I don't know how to play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick Life, yeah. Well, you honestly, think... I hate Monopoly, so I'm going to pick Game of Life. Yeah. You don't even know how to play Monopoly. That's why I hate but it. But the Game of Life is not all that money. You know, there's yeah. other factors to it, and that's there's, how life is. Life is not all that money. Literally, the way you can choose your house is they put six cards in front of you upside down and you just pick one. Okay, I'm and so, you know what? I always Maybe get doctor I'm in that game. I always get the I always money, get the so shack. The one with like the, the house with like the tree cut in half, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm, hey, maybe it's I shack. always play that r- really well with that. I always get doctored moderate house. Well, shacks are not Maybe bad. it's a different in your lo- No, it's the shack life. with the tree through it. Wait, that's maybe. the best one. That's a log cabin. With the tree through it. Yeah, that's that's unique. Look yeah. at the property value of that. I you hope made... you guys end up in a log cabin with a tree oh through God. it. That's <laughs> so hurtful. No, I'm kidding, guys. I hope you end up with six kids in your minivan. I don't know if I that's don't want still six kids I don't know if that's better. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to end it on that note for two. Yeah. Um, no, I love you guys. Okay, can we cut down, please? Yeah, um, so we're going to end it on a positive note and just tell you guys to, um, again... With every episode we do, um, no matter what the topics are, we always want you guys to not be afraid um, to express your true self and, you know, just be proud of who you truly are. So, um, on behalf of the In A Good Way podcast, have a good weekend and we'll see you after... Thank you for listening. We'll see you after the Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye, guys. Eat a lot of turkey. Yay. Bye. Bye.